0: Audible doing this, choose your own adventure with Alexa. That was kind of a thing. Is that interesting? Probably not. Not really. Okay. I'll probably cut that. Cool. Just cut that out.
1: All right, so this week we're going to talk about Choose Your Own Adventure and how it's making a bit of a comeback recently. So we'll kind of start with a few ways it's been popping up. Uh, we, We kind of teased this episode a little bit by mentioning that Netflix had introduced Bandersnatch, which is what they're calling an interactive film. And so later in the episode, we'll be kind of diving into some of the details of that episode and we'll warn you guys before we do because there will be spoilers so spoiler alert um but for now we're just going to kind of talk at a higher level about choose your own adventure and it's funny to me it's like one of these you know kind of 80s 90s nostalgia things that's that's coming back would you would you agree with that
0: yeah i mean so what was it like goosebumps or whatever we talked about this briefly Mm -hmm. when we first mentioned uh B snatch, I'll call it. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think it was a
1: cool thing, and I, I wonder, did it really go away, or did we just grow up? I think it went away, is my guess, and obviously, it's reaching a wider platform now that it can be, you know, for, with digital media. There's new possibility. So you think uh, this is this
0: is like a, a millennials are growing up kind of thing, and so if we play to if we market things to, uh, to these people, who, what what was popular when they were kids, they'll they'll yeah. pay money for it out of nostalgia. That's my, that is my instinct. Yeah. Okay. I was just checking, just seeing. Yes. I want to know when I'm getting played, and I think uh, I want to know. Get that when my heartstrings are being. <laughs> Pluck. You know, yeah. Well, some I don't know what that metaphor is, but something about heartstrings, and I want to feel it. Um, I just yeah. want to know what is, what are my real, true feelings, and what is a you know a marketing a multi million dollar marketing
1: campaign targeted directly at me. I don't know how deeply I can help you with that existential question, but I do get the feeling like this is kind of nostalgia brought back, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. That can be fun. Um, and to me, this started a little bit when. Alexa actually released uh, a choose-your-own-adventure story. It wasn't a big deal. This was, like, I almost want to say, like, a year and a half back or something. And it um, it wasn't that great. It was just, like, kind of boring. It was, like, you could boot it up with Alexa and she would narrate a pretty vanilla, plain story about, like, you come to a fork in the road, you know, you can head towards the castle down the right path or you can head into a spooky woods down the left path and it just kind of meandered on it didn't really seem like it was going anywhere and it didn't seem like your your actions really had you know much of a consequence or impact which we'll get into a little bit later Um, but then other things started popping up and so Netflix introduced you know teased the idea that they were coming out with an interactive film called Bandersnatch which again we'll talk about later but is basically a choose-your-own-adventure film uh, in the Black Mirror series, and then I recently found out that HBO released something called Mosaic back. This is very recent. This is January 22nd, and I haven't looked at this yet, but apparently, it's almost like a a series of short. I don't know short films, but it's like a mini series, and you can you can. There's an app for it, and you can kind of dive into these videos and watch them in different orders. and depending on the order you you follow, you make you know experience it differently, but you're not necessarily making decisions or altering the outcome. But for example, you know one character may seem like they're causing trouble,, uh, but if you dive into their story a little bit with like the additional content or the more videos that feature them, you find out that they're actually their intentions are good, and they have reasons for that, and so it just kind of gives you a d- different perspective, a different way to kind of consume a story. Um, that's a little bit different than Bandersnatch or traditional Choose Your Own Adventure, where you are in control of making a decision, and there are there's some form of consequences, whether you you die and fail and have to kind of take a step back and restart from the the last uh, place. And then there's other versions of choose your own adventure where you kind of keep plowing down a path towards the end, and you just kind of rack up consequences or different paths along the way. So I don't. Okay, these are pretty.
0: These are pretty interesting. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about this. So okay. Um, I don't know the, the. I like this mosaic one. It says here it is a semi-linear six-part miniseries. And it sounds like you basically, this is the mosaic one. It sounds like you can basically watch it in any order that you want. And then there's also like bonus content or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it says, if you watch it with a mobile or desktop application, um, you have a chance to choose your own adventure at some point. So I, Hmm. it looks like they are doing some bit of a choose your own. I don't know. It's so it's interesting. And I'm, I'm curious if this, because this is pretty recent. I wonder if this is a reaction to Bandersnatch, or if this is something they were kind of working on simultaneously, um, it's kind of interesting that that both of these massive uh, streaming companies would be uh, working on such
1: a similar project at the same time. Well, and Alexa too, right? And, and Amazon, rather. I mean, this is this is what's kind of funny, and I don't know enough about media fads to to know kind of how they come to be or what that wave. You know that formation of that wave looks like, but clearly there's something going on here where you know it may be short-lived. Who knows? That's part of the speculation, but there is a wave right now of choose-your-own-adventure stories, and so the Amazon, as I mentioned, there was kind of this bland story that was kind of a test bed, and just very recently they came out with two stories from I I want to say the 90s that were that were popular, and so they were writ their stories that were written by. I think his name was R.A. Montgomery who's kind of a famous choose your own adventure writer and so he the two of his books are you can now uh, I was gonna say listen to but you know participate in listen to through Alexa one is called I think Journey Under the Sea and one is called The Abominable Snowman and so I listened to one about an hour ago like a part of it I kind of jumped into the Abominable Snowman one and it was pretty cool like it was very interesting so it's it's narrated by not alexa right which is great cuz it's it's made by audible and so that was great obviously just to have actual human voice narrating and then there's also kind of music and sound effects and so it's it's pretty atmospheric and it did feel because again this was written by like an actual author who has some experience doing this it did feel like there were My choices were impactful. I was kind of rewarded for for listening, for information. And so for me, that's the key of a good choose-your-an-adventure experience is one where you're rewarded for paying attention, where it feels like your actions actually have consequences, and that it's not just random where you're saying, like, okay, do you explore the valley or do you explore the mountaintop?
0: And it's just kind of a
1: random encounter. That's what kind of kills it for me personally.
0: I like what you're getting at there that you can be rewarded for being a good listener or a good reader. Um, There's, Mm -hmm. you know, I spend, whenever I read fiction, I spend most of the time, you know, and I should admit, um, incorrectly guessing what's going to happen, you know, and trying to predict, you know, coming up with crazy theories that um, the reason this person, you know, was using this item was to, you know, it's going to come back later in the book and, um, you know, it's going to, be this thing that ties it all together right and I'm usually wrong um, but it um, you know that's like something there's a thread in the back of my mind that's always trying to like try to f- solve the mystery a little bit and mm-hmm. to, to know that you could be rewarded for for having the right idea and saying oh we should go this way but I can't help but wonder if they would um, you know put out like red herrings to try to like get you to go the wrong path right like because it's so it would be so yeah. easy to be like well it seems like the the logical choice would be uh, to do x and so if you just do x then they might just make that be the wrong choice right so like how do you kind of create a situation i think um i don't know it, it turns it into a little bit of a game and i don't yeah. know maybe that's an interesting um point to kind of think about for a little bit is like what what is the difference between a movie or a book and a, and a video game at this point right and um we yeah you know like there have been text adventure video games for you know from like the 70s where you can, you know, what's that one, uh, Zork or something, Zorg, Um, Have you heard of that game? I
1: don't know. Mm, It sounds familiar, but I'm not sure.
0: Um, Well, since I didn't even know the name of it, let me continue to tell you about it. (laughs) Um, I think it's called Zork, Z-O-R-K, one of the earliest interactive fiction computer games, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Okay. so um, Zork is this game that starts out like, um, it just text comes up on the screen and it says, um, you're standing in an open field, Um, there's a white house to the West and, uh, there's a small mailbox. What do you want to do? And I actually watched a a clip of this earlier today. Um, and what I thought was pretty cool about this game is that's the, that's the only thing on the screen, right? That's the first thing that comes up. And so you can say, um, it says there's a mailbox nearby, right? And so most people will just naturally say, um, open the mailbox, right? So you type open mailbox. Um, it's, you know, it's the seventies, uh, 1977, so they're not doing uh, voice recognition, but you're just typing into the computer. So you type open mailbox, right. and inside the mail- mailbox, there is a little leaflet. And so you, then you say, read leaflet. And when you read the leaflet, it actually explains the game to you. So those are the, the rules of the game are in a mailbox inside the game, right? So I thought that was really clever.
1: Yeah, and I have to, as long as you're mentioning, I have to kind of give a shout out because there's, there's a great online documentary on YouTube about Choose Your Own Adventure... Uh, the history of all of that. So it starts with I think what you're talking about, and then goes all the way to kind of modern versions where it kind of died off and where it's kind of been making a comeback. And so it's made by a guy called his name his you know YouTube channel. It's called Retro Ahoy, R E T R O A A H O Y. And the the documentary is called The Secrets of Monkey the Secret of Monkey Island. And that is a really famous choose your own adventure game that um was amazing and it's like a very nostalgic part of my childhood um but that's a really cool hour and 15 minute documentary that really walks through the whole history of how choose your own adventure video games came to be Um, so that's just a little tidbit and we can add that to the to the description of the video if anyone's interested in that um but i wanted to go back to a point you made uh before you started talking about zork when you were saying you know, talking about rewarding players, or you know, creating that idea of if you make a choice, it's not just random. And I think a really key distinction I I think about is that it's not always that your choice has consequences that make perfect sense. It's that they have the illusion of consequence, right? It's about like the illusion of having made a choice that has a proper reaction if that makes sense it's it's not always one-to-one but you mean you mean in the real world or in a, in the in the video game <laughs> i mean in like any kind of choose your own adventure uh experience i, think I thought like you i thought we were
0: gonna get into some
1: like philosophical uh
0: deterministic uh you know what is life and and do we even have free will kind of thing
1: that's our other podcast okay yeah so philosophy any...
0: bullshit <laughs> philosophy bs
1: <laughs> and yeah right, exactly and so speaking of video games, I do have to mention you know I mentioned this to you a while ago. there was a company that makes uh choose your own video uh, choose your own adventure video games called telltale games and they recently went out of business um I guess which is which is unfortunate because they made pretty cool games, but they had some bad business practices and there were a lot of people that were really disappointed by that, but they famously they kind of uh had a hit with the walking dead series they actually made you know they what they their business model is they'll get rights to a franchise and then they'll build these games off it which have a similar format which is kind of this five act format where it's it's a video game so you're you know you're playing a character and you're you're kind of moving around and you're either solving puzzles or doing Some a little bit of like action sequences where you're using the controller, but the real highlight of the game is that you're making choices along the way. You're making dialogue choices with other characters. You're interacting. Uh and these these were the games. These are the games you told me to play like six months ago or something, and I never did. It exactly. that sounds like Mm -hmm. that sounds about right. Um, (laughs) and they're they're really fun. I recommend them to a lot of people because they're they're not just meant for gamers. Like it's very easy to pick it up and to enjoy it you don't need to have like gaming skills to do it and so for example you might make a dialogue choice with somebody you might choose to to lie strategically maybe you don't you know trust them to make the right decision or you're trying to hide something and that that decision that decision has been made and that has consequences down the road or you choose to tell the truth and so like in the walking dead series right like there's kind of there's danger all around maybe you tell the truth that hey yeah my my uh you know, my, I have some, there's some other people, they're back here and we have our supplies there. And then, you know, your your, your camp is raided and they take all your supplies. And that's a consequence of you having told the truth. Um, and so it's very interesting because the story continues on no matter what. So it's a little different than, you know, certain choose your own adventure stories where it's just you die and then you have to backtrack and start from that last point. This is the kind of story where, you continue down your road, no matter what, it's just that you'll the story branches off in different ways, and so there will be different outcomes. So you know there may be a point, again, going along with the, the Walking Dead series, which is like a zombie apocalypse kind of series for anyone who doesn't know, where you may have to t- make a choice to save you know one person or another person. And depending on that, the story continues with that person. And they've done it very cleverly so that again it doesn't the story doesn't spin off drastically in different ways but it ha, it does ha, you there's definitely a feeling of of consequence um because again like one you know one character may not be with you whereas the other one does and that affects uh you know the out the outcome of the story does that does that sound like how i described it last time <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds pretty cool i i should probably yeah. uh, probably check that out um
0: so i don't know we're talking a little bit about books we've talked about um so like you can read these books like we did when we were kids you can have someone read them to you and talk to a voice assistant you can play a video game whether that video game is a text-based video game like zork or a um more i don't know fully uh immersive video game like the walking dead you mentioned um how do you how do you personally draw a line between or distinguish like what is a what is a game what is a book what is a story what is what is the difference between an interactive story
1: and a game it's an interesting question i don't know how if there is really a line i think if if you are interacting even with like a choose your own adventure book it starts spilling over into the, the game format because there's an element of play to it like playfulness even like whimsy And you're interacting with it. You have, you're you're changing the outcome. So that's where I think as soon as you get into a a place where you have choice, that's where it crosses the line for me. Because otherwise the experience is you're consuming a a story, whether you're reading a book or whether you're watching a film, it has a narrative, it has a path. And as soon as you start, you know, giving the reader or, you know, player that ability of control, that's where it starts to become a game to me. Yep. So did you see this uh, Westworld one? No. What, so, what is
0: that? So there is a Alexa based um, Westworld choose your own advent- adventure game as well. Huh. Um, and it is um, apparently you can be rewarded by basically what you're saying. You can be rewarded by your knowledge of westworld the show so if you paid attention Uh, in previous you know while you're watching the show you'll kind of know maybe the right answers of what you should or shouldn't do um and kind of move through this path so i don't know if it's any good but some you know a lot of these we've been talking about the um the two audible ones are obviously children's books or aimed towards children um this westworld one might be a another take that's maybe more uh for adults
1: yeah that's really interesting um, um, I do like that angle where again, it's like, you know, different people, depending on your knowledge of it, or depending on how you're kind of consuming the content, you're just going to be a different experience for you. And I think that's, that's cool. Yeah, it can't, it can't be random. Like if it's random, you're going
0: to be frustrated, I think, because you're going to make a choice that right. seems like the right choice and you're going to fall into a well and, you know, and die. Um, and the abominable yeah. snowman is going to come and eat you. And uh, it's going to feel bad because you are trying to do good or you're trying to do something. You have some objective and it's yeah. unreachable. Um, I think I'm, I might try to play Zork. I think you can find it online because that sounds pretty cool. Um, even yeah. just watching the first few minutes of it. Um, I was just thinking about, you know, while, while it's completely text-based, which, you know, is not that different from these books. Um, the Choose Your Own Adventure books I've seen t- seem to only ever have like two paths. And Zork is like, you can kind of do whatever you want. I mean, at at some point it doesn't, it's not that smart, but I think a lot, there's a lot more paths and a lot more choices you can make and you can, you know, you can go into the room and you can try this room or that room, or you can go up the stairs or you can, you know, you can just kind of go wherever you want. Um, instead of just like, you know, if if you want to go left, turn to page
1: 12, if you want to go right, page 75, um. And I just have to say, like, historically, though, you know, the earlier 70s text based adventures like that, they were notoriously brutal, like they, you, you know, you might be 15 hours in and it just you you make one wrong move and, and you're done. And it's not always obvious or intuitive as to what your, you know, your mistake was. And so that's just that was an early criticism of some of that and. It's you know in some sense you could just chalk that up to ported game design, but th- that's just a characteristic, a common characteristic of those early text-based adventure games.
0: Um, did you see this thing that uh, so so those um, those two books, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure? They mm-hmm. are made by this company called Choose Co, which is a really great name for a company. <laughs> um, nice. They did kind of lock themselves into one thing, you know, like if they wanted yeah. to just start publishing normal books, uh, choose code didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, but that being said, they are suing Netflix for calling Bandersnatch a choose your own adventure because they apparently have a registered trademark on choose your own adventure. And
1: uh, wow. so that's just the state but of the world they, that we live in. Did Netflix call it that? Cause I only ever heard Netflix call it a, an interactive film yeah I think uh maybe
0: in some of their marketing they mentioned that oh, it, but okay. but maybe they changed it afterwards because they because they got sued I don't know Wow that's a pretty big dog to to try to fight that's right like whose lawyers do you think have more money ChooseCo Co or <laughs> choose Netflix Co. <laughs> exactly choose Co um, so
1: yep I feel like we're there I feel like we're ready to kind of get into bandersnatch a little bit and start talking about that so this is uh q q the spoiler alert. Tune now, Ben and <laughs> Future Ben, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna get into that a little bit, some of the specifics. So if you're interested in watching that, you know, now's a good time to kind of pause and, and go off and and watch that and experience that, and you can always come back. Um, but for those of you who don't really care so much, um, or those of you who have watched it, stay tuned. Uh, so Ryan, I'm really curious to hear. Just general. Give me your general thoughts. Like, what was your what was your experience like, watching slash playing that? Yeah. Okay. So, um, let
0: me start by just saying that I had a um, a frustrating first run experience. Okay. Okay. So this is even before you're making the choices. Um, I pulled it up on the Apple TV, and on the Apple TV, you can watch Bandersnatch, but it's not interactive. It is just a you just watch it through, and I'm curious what what choices they actually choose, or if they maybe randomize it. You get one of several, but I think they just didn't have either the time or um, they didn't care to build out the kind of choosable interface to choose what you want to do. So you have to use the computer, right? So then I tried to airplay it from the computer to the Apple TV, and it all that also was not supported, and so then I had to find an HDMI cord and a dongle and plug it into my tv like it you know like an animal and it (laughs) finally worked um so that was a little bit frustrating i thought from yeah from a company that is so technologically you know focused netflix is like a very digital company they that i would have expected that to just kind of work and be
1: a little more i don't know a little more inviting to me to to do that okay but really quick like i have to ask is that strategic are they like keeping it off apple tv because they want to sell fire sticks, um, uh, it's Netflix though. They don't have any skin in that game. Ah,
0: you're right. What am I talking about? Um, oh, the other. Oh, the you know the other thing we didn't talk about earlier is that um, Amazon owns Audible. Yeah. So that was. I don't know if that's interesting, but the fact that they, you know, Audible was a strategic pur- purchase for them to be able to have uh, access to stuff like that. So Audible doing this Choose Your Own Adventure with Alexa, that was kind of a thing is that interesting? Probably not.
1: Not really. Okay. I'll probably
0: cut that. Cool. Just cut that out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dive into uh, the Bandersnatch Otherwise, like, what was your? Um,
0: yeah. So I I did not really enjoy it. I think. Okay. Um, I like the I like the show. I like the concept. I think I would have preferred it as just a standard thing, but I think I think I got too carried away in the choices. Okay. And a little too frustrated by the restarting. You know, because like if you make a wrong choice at some point, it kind of sets you back a ways. Yes. Um, and then my main my main concern is that for some reason, I didn't understand when it was over. So I guess at the once it finishes, you kind of it kind of lets you keep playing and find some other like alternate endings and kind of go through. Um, right. I, so the credits came up and I was like, oh, great, it's done. And then it kept going. And I thought, oh, they did a they did a little fake out. They did some fake credits and there's more. Right.
1: Are you talking about when the TV, the news kind of shows up? Yeah, yeah, I think it's that Got part. it. So yeah.
0: I, and I think, I don't know, maybe it's just because I wasn't paying attention because I thought it was over. And then, you know, I watched it with um, Chloe and a friend. And so the three of us, we, we kind of thought it was over. And then all three of us decided like, oh shit, there's actually like, there's more after the credits. This keeps going. And so we're like, cool, we're going to try to find the end. And so we like m- probably messed around with it for another like 20 minutes trying to find the like final final ending and it just turns out that it's like a it's like a hole that you can't really get out of like you just kind of get these alternate endings so i felt like right we became kind of frustrated trying to like finish it when it was already over
1: okay interesting but um yeah i was a little i have to admit like i was a little confused by that it definitely wasn't clear but i i i didn't hate that because i liked the opportunity to kind of backtrack a little bit and experience some other endings because I would have felt like I don't want to go back to the very beginning and start over. Like I don't care enough to do that to see how some of the other paths would have gone. But I did like appreciate the opportunity to see. Okay, like here are some other alternate endings and and I assume you uh quote unquote failed like you know initially. Like is that is that fair? Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: I mean, so we yeah. went down the um, we went down the very first path where we, I think they kind of do this to to teach you where you accept that offer, like right, like he gives the he gives the kid Colin or whatever gives the main kid an offer for the job and you accept the offer, right, and then your exactly. your game uh, fails and yep. you basically start over, right. And so yep. I think and I think that's like again that's kind of like the same direction as the mailbox example from Zork is like you uh you set something up that's so obvious that the that the user has to make that choice you know like there's almost no way that people won't choose that it seems like the obvious thing you're like sure we'll take yeah. the job and then it it teaches you how how it works right So I thought that yeah. was a, that was a pretty interesting thing and so we went through there and then um I don't know, we threw our some tea on a computer or something and oh uh, that I never did that that uh, it just breaks the computer and then you start over, right? which is oh okay. I mean it's not I don't know some of them some of the endings, they seem pretty abrupt like you you make the yeah. wrong choice and then pretty quickly that's the only thing that you know like it's all it's all done and
1: then you're uh, did you ever jump out of the balcony? Jump out of the balcony. I'm trying to remember where. Oh no, I, I think I had the other guy do that. Yeah, I always did that too.
0: And I'm wondering now. I'm looking at a flowchart. Yeah. I'm Trying to find uh, all the different you know, options.
1: One thing that was that kind of stands out to me. One of the choices is when you get into your sort of father's study, and you're able. You know, you have to enter the passcode into the cabinet, right? Because if you get that, that sort of unlocks the the happy path of success, right? You don't know yeah. talk about uh,
0: which one that's not like the the PAC or the whatever code or is it a different one?
1: I can't remember what the success code was, but it's the cabinet. It's like the, the, the locked cabinet in his in the, the father's office mm-hmm. and, it, and it has your 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 teddy bear in it or whatever. OK. Oh, and is that when you get on the train with your mom? Yeah. So like you need to get you need to access that to be successful. So, okay. You know what? You, I don't think we ever yeah. did that one. Oh really? And did that you might, ever? that might be why um, we were frustrated
0: by it because that, I think that's what we were looking for. Yeah. And we we're like, Oh, I guess we never, whatever. I don't know.
1: So did you, I'm trying to remember <laughs> like what the actual ending was. The ending I remember is one of them is you are able to kind of go back and you find the teddy bear and you can get on the train with your mother. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. So, I'm trying to remember if there was an alternative one. It's honestly been a little while. Um, I thought maybe there was another one where you're able to to delay, you know, the train or something like that. I I can't remember. But here's the th- I I so I basically I do I actually had fun I liked it. I thought it was a fun experience. I agree. As soon as you got to the end the first time and you kind of started going back, it was a little confusing and was kind of like... There was a little... I don't know it wasn't it wasn't intuitive necessarily and repeating the same things over and over were obviously not super fun yeah I think
0: I think they could have done
1: it was something about like if you wanted to go through all the other things
0: and try new stuff there should have been more of like a fast forward mode like a way to kind of skip through like oh what happens if we do this it's like great watch 20 minutes and see what happens Um, right if you could just kind of get a highlight reel of like oh you did this this happened that happened and this is how it ends um, something mm. once you've, once you've at least finished it once, you could kind of see, cause I think we were trying to find other endings, but it was too frustrating to find all of them. And I am seeing here
1: on this flowchart that I
0: still have missed a
1: few. Yeah. Well, like I said, so when I was describing that video game earlier, you know, the, the walking dead series being one of, you know, one of their, uh, franchises, what I really liked about that game and I kind of described it was that the story continues to flow and so that it doesn't have this idea of like you hitting a wall and having to take a step back and then just continuing on it's like the train keeps moving and you have and it, it, it it has a almost realness to it because that's how time works it continues on and so you're making these really hard decisions and a lot of them are brutal like Again, let's just take The Walking Dead for example. There's there's moments where you have limited food and you have to decide who in your party you feed or a reward. And they're really hard decisions. Like you like do you do you feed the able-bodied people who need to go out and have the strength to scavenge for more food or do you give it to the children who are like, you know, to our children who are like you know struggling. Um, and you so you have to make these really hard decisions and the story keeps rolling. And the consequences just pile up, but I really like that aspect of it because, again, it, it has this. There's always a constant sense of progress, and so there's not that stopping and then falling back. Mm-hmm. It sounds like with that too. There's not there's
0: not a feeling that you that you could have gone a different way. I mean, sure, you could have done something differently, but
1: you you will never have the chance to go back and remake that decision, right? Yeah, exactly, and and that's where that some of that element of illusion comes in is you you do wonder you're like oh man I wonder <laughs> did I make the wrong choice especially since so many of the choices are hard and sometimes have mixed outcomes you're left wondering but that's that's how that's how life works that's and so it it's it feels more real in that way because you're making hard decisions and you're you you can't help but kind of wonder okay ooh, did I make the wrong decision but it's kind of like it doesn't matter you have to keep moving forward and so there's that. Again, I'm using the word realism, but it, it, it really keeps propelling the story forward, which is in an in a authentic way. That sounds cool. So yeah. I don't
0: know. What do you think? What do you think about these things? Is this a is this like a quick fad that we are, you know, I don't know, 2019, the year of the choose your own adventure? Or is this something, you know, is it is it going to, you know, will people get bored and we'll never see it again for another 20 years until they bring it back? Or is this yeah. something that's going to stick?
1: I think it's a little bit of a fad. I do think you will see an evolution of this though. I think that there will be a, there will be more people will continue to experiment with it and you'll see kind of evolutions of it over time whether with virtual reality, maybe you know there's opportunity there, things like that. So I do think it's a bit of a fad, but I don't necessarily think it's going away completely. And then I think you'll see spikes where as technology increases and as digital media becomes more interactive naturally you'll see an evolution here
0: yeah i i kind of am thinking of it as a way to bring gaming experiences or game-like experiences to people who are maybe not interested in games or didn't know they were interested in games
1: sure um
0: i think something i mean you even mentioned it with the um what what was that um yeah called telltale games was the company yeah with the with their games
1: um and so one was walking dead what was the other one Oh, they they have quite a few. Quite a they few. have um they have a Batman series, they have a, a, a um Game of Thrones series, uh, some some pretty big franchise names. Cool. Um yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. Um
0: I like that idea of you know getting people more into games and, and
1: experiencing these, I don't know, new types of media. Yeah, definitely. So should should be interesting. I guess we'll uh we'll kinda keep an eye on TechCrunch and whatnot and just see if anything new comes out and if anything else is worth talking about and as always maybe we'll do a future episode if if things interesting pop up again sounds good
0: okay um you good anything else i feel like i talked a lot uh you did but i felt like this was kind of your your topic topic in a way so I was trying to ask questions that would keep you going so I think it worked I'm not I'm not worried about that